Heights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Tights and fights. The podcast about wrestling. Spin the wheel, make the deal. And give wrestling the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves via discussion this Sunday. I'm Hal. (laughs) (laughs) I I fucked up what my name was. Hold on. I'm Hal Halit Wrestling Lublin. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. The best Dan, Danielle Radford. That's true. There have been studies. And the Conkelkador, Lindsay Kell. I'm not sure where that legally puts me, but sure. Thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing to be. So I don't want to claim it, but I'll take it. <laughs> so much huge news in wrestling. Mm. Y'all, it's the best time of the year for WWE, the made-up draft. They did it. A lot of crazy <laughs> stuff happening. Probably the most notable is is the fracturing of the New Day as Big E uh, stays on SmackDown while Kofi and Xavier move to Raw. The rumor that I've read is that that was done so that Big E would be able to more easily transition into a singles career because, you know, it was so hard for Kofi. He never had any single success while on the New Day. How do you feel about this breakup? Because New Day is one of those factions or groups or f- friendships that feels like it just could have endured and kept going and there was no real need to break them apart. They're kind of like Wu-Tang. They're like, they can do their own thing. Yeah. Oh, conspiracy theory. Go ahead. I have a conspiracy theory. Put on your tinfoil hats, nation. Um, So my conspiracy theory is that um, uh, uh, not only is it because they want to give Big E a singles push, um, I think it's also they're trying to test the waters of the New Day becoming more of an attraction thing. I think that um, with this thing, and I don't know how much we've talked about it on here, but with this thing where Vince is talking about taking over people's streaming channels um, Mm -hmm. and saying that the WWE is now in charge of people's own personal channels that aren't related to WWE at all. Right. Austin Creed, as he goes there, Xavier Woods here, um, just like online has been really like kind of like subtly nudgy, a little like uh, um, nod, nod, wink, wink, uh, subtweety about like the rights of workers and things like that. I think that he has always said, um, Xavier Woods, like when you listen to interviews and stuff, he's always like, he's always made it very clear that he wants to do wrestling and he loves wrestling, but he always has a plan for a post wrestling career. But he would probably be the one person who would be most able to fight back at this and just say, you know what, like, I don't, because he he cares about all of his gaming stuff. And then, and then, and this becomes such a slippery slope. Um, I wouldn't be very surprised if they're trying to test the waters, wondering if maybe he might jump ship. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier Woods left the WWE within the next two years. I wouldn't be surprised if Kofi was thinking about maybe slowing down on, because 
I think it's different when you're any of these other guys who isn't making the fucking money that these dudes made on merch. Um, we got seven years of the new day. That is a, or however, not seven years. People keep saying seven years. I don't think it was seven years. Six we years. Got a, six years. We got a long Five, fucking six, time yeah. with those dudes. Like that's crazy for them to have been like there and been a team, no turning on each other, no anything. They had a dream fucking run. Um, and yeah, obviously you can experiment in all of these things, but I think it has way more with the money they bring in. I think it has way more to do with these dudes starting to think about what's next for them in their career before they stop doing wrestling altogether mm-hmm. and fucking good for them. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory. I mean, they've talked about it a lot on their podcast. I think they've talked a lot about their plan B and it's not even plan B it's their plan next you know like they've all talked about yeah. acting things they'd like to do Woods is very invested in the idea of doing some acting I know Kofi's talked about that as well um, and I think one of the things that always is remarkable to me is you forget how long Kofi has been there and how Kofi yes. is not a young man and yes he's in incredible shape and yes he can do incredible things but it's got to be hurting at this point and he has a wife and he has a family and he loves them and it seems like he would like to spend time with them from listening to their podcast and the other part yep. of that is you forget how young Big E is I always think of Big E as being older as being a contemporary of Kofi and he's not he's way younger and yep. I think mm-hmm. I, I, yeah I hate to say it because I love New Day but I think this is a great thing for him yeah, I don't disagree with you. I I think that he has the most to gain of the three of yep. them from splitting off. I think Xavier is uh, is uh, they're all very good wrestlers. Xavier is the best of them on the mic. Biggie is a is is second. Kofi has 14 years in the company. He has brand equity in a way that the other two did not before new day so they each brought something and got something out of it mm-hmm. but this yeah. is biggie's chance I, I mean he is i i get the idea of what you're saying with vince and i don't think that that's wrong i also think that more than either of the other two biggie is defined as a member of the new day mm-hmm. because there he there was so little of him mm-hmm. before that it was the five count and being dolph ziggler's right hand guy yeah. Like just his his path wasn't it wasn't like he was a single star who then got moved, even mm-hmm. though he, he was an intercontinental title champion or intercontinental champion. But I, I mean, I still remember that it, 2014 was when they sort of officially formed 2015 was when they debuted. So I remember that like throwaway tag match with with Biggie yeah. with Biggie <laughs> yeah. Langston and Kofi Kingston, where Xavier Woods came out afterwards and cut a promo that got my attention like the fact that i still remember yeah. it and think about yeah, it yeah i remember it very clearly. six years later together it is our time to find purpose because we do not ask any longer now we take and they never fulfilled that promise they came back eight or nine months later after working house shows together but it, like he immediately you're like, oh, this guy is fantastic on the mic, whether he wrestles or whether he just talks. He's great. So they they just have their things. This is his chance to to break away and establish himself, mm-hmm. not just for Vince, but for a lot of fans who only think of him 
as the oh insert city name here and yep. throwing pancakes at people. Whereas like, I just really... think of him as being super horny on Twitter. Like that's my main thing I think about. <laughs> I think about Biggie. I think He's about so Biggie yeah. trying to bang Becky's mom. Like that's what I think about. <laughs> and I love that. That makes me happy. I makes. I think it's just good. Like Vince is on record for what it's worth as saying they're. New Day is a first ballot Hall of Fame pick that New Day is definitely mm-hmm. going in and that Kofi is also going in individually. We all sure. know what Vince says, you know, what is it worth? Who can say? But who? Who? But uh, I, I think, yeah, maybe they it did all they respect. can do. It shows respect. This also, it's nicer than having them break up and split because now yeah. we still have the opportunity for a Woods Kofi turn. Like it gives you another level of potential turn if you want that. If it goes down that mm-hmm. route, we can see. Um but I just think, you know, it, it it opens things up and I as much as it saddens me, I don't think it's a bad thing. I already have my light up unicorn horn. Like I'm I'm good for New Day merch. So Yeah. <laughs> like they ex- exactly. Like I feel like this is one of those ones a lot of the times when we get really bummed it's because it's like, "Oh man, there was potential. Like there was stuff left on the table. If this is the end of New Day, other than the idea of them turning and having a great thing that way, which could be cool, could be not cool. Honestly, they haven't left much on the table if this is the end of it. Uh, I, before we get off of WWE, there are two returns that I want to talk about. First, very briefly, Elias is back. Yeah. And on Raw, nice to see him back. Nice to have him back. I enjoy that, fella. But yeah. the, the return we should talk about, it would feel yeah. weird if we didn't, is Lars Sullivan. I don't mind feeling who, weird. I'm okay with feeling weird. That seems okay to me. Um, He's going to feel weird if we do talk about him. I don't like him. Just wait for the main event. It's going to get real weird. (laughs) Oh, God. I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm going to have like a good day and post positive things on the internet and be a light in this universe. And then I remembered we had to record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's back. That guy's back. He's back. Yeah. Fucking what? It's not for me. It's not for me. That's, That's my new way that I uh, excuse my emotions when it comes to us. I'm like, you know what? This is not for me. I don't have to feel good about it. Outside of the fact that he's a big guy, mm-hmm. is there anything there that would lead you to believe that Vince sees a huge plus somewhere, uh, like just outside of look, that makes it worth bringing back a problematic guy who looks a lot like at least three other guys that he has under contract to him on his roster? I truly don't. I truly don't fucking get it. Um, I really don't get it. The only possible reason, and we never, I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, because mm. it has nothing to do with fucking wrestling. Um, and in that way where it's like, some things are like, ooh, like this is a personal thing where it's like, oh, some, he said something fucking racist. We should talk about this. But this isn't the kind of thing we have to talk about. But now I'm being speculative again, so I'm going to bring it up. Lars did fucking gay porn. We all knew he did gay porn. You can find his gay porn all over the fucking place. Just gay and porn and dicks and porn. Okay. Oh, is that true? I did yeah, not know dude. that. This is oh, new yeah, no, go, go find some, go find, that's a nice oh. Friday trivia. Though we brought it all back round to the light. We brought it all back round to the light. There's a, actually, it's not that much of a treat, but like, it's Yeah, let there. me wait till I get on my work computer. It's not leaked I'll go news. look that up yeah. in, a, in a jiffy. No, it's not, it's not, not leaked news. So he it's was like paid. legit, you can look at it because yeah. he was paid money to make an entertainment job. product. Yeah, so when all of it came out about his like racist and homophobic and just overall shitty fucking posts on that yeah. bodybuilding forum, 
for him. I want to say a month later, I'm sure whoever's, whoever he fucked was like, oh, oh, really? Hats off to whoever was committed enough to dig around for a month to find that thing. Like Someone fucking found it because it wasn't off. that. It was like, it was, it was within the three month period that all of a sudden it was like, if you go to this website under the name, whatever you can find, um, you can find Lars fucking having, having the gay sex. And so part of me wonders <laughs> if that is the best kind of sex. Um, part of me wonders if that is, if that served as a mitigating factor where it's like, okay, well, sure, he said some things, but he did some things. Or if it's one of those things where it's like, look, we don't want people, we don't want it to be a thing where people think that he's not on TV because he did gay porn. So I have no problem with him doing gay porn. I'm this super what I'm saying. pro people the gay doing gay porn. Do as much gay porn as you like. If it's all consensual it's and above board and safe, go nuts. Get that money, yeah. get that paycheck, have yourself a wonderful yes. life. But probably don't go on message boards and say really terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. But they have also gotten into, like, they, there has been a lot of controversy again because of their treatment of, like, China and, and they're saying, you know, they just, they have a weird relationship with porn and with the people who work for the WWE. So I could see that being a, God damn it, sticky situation. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, but then I did it anyway. Um, but I could see that being where they'd be like, we just don't want to, so we'll bring him back. But other than that, he has no upside. Like, what does that dude do? He's just like, he's just a big, lumpy dude. Just a big, so muscly lumpy. dude. In a sea of big, lumpy, muscly dudes. And wasn't his what first... do you do different from the other lumpy, muscly dude? Wasn't his first run called off because he was, because he had anxiety and he couldn't yes. deal with it? And as, as someone who suffers with anxiety, I have sympathy yeah. for that but i also yes. know part of my job is to speak to large crowds of people when we're not in 2020 um and do public speaking and do events and stuff and that makes me anxious but it's part of my job so i either deal with it or i don't do it um it seemed very strange to me that someone that suffers so severely with anxiety despite having made gay porn perfectly well um would choose to go into the wwe where he's not going to be able to function because of his mental health firstly seems foolish secondly take care of your brain laws like why would you put yourself in that position i just i have so many questions about him i do not understand how the upside outweighs the downsides of it like i just don't i don't get it unless that video is like vince's favorite i, d I don't know i don't know <laughs> That's that's the look only at, thing I can think of. Look at Vince the vascularity like, yeah. on his penis. Oh, like of all the of all the gay porn I've watched, that's the best one. That's the, that's Vince's his favorite one. His penis is one. so vascular. <laughs> Unlike Lars, I didn't finish, so I don't know how it ends. Like I don't know if it's good. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon, a metaphile. You heard it here first, Lindsay. Yeah, but yes, I don't. No, I, but, but yeah, but again, and with the anxiety, like I do, I get that, and and it's due. It is. It's there's just so many things where it's like I want someone with anxiety to come back and succeed. I want someone to come and succeed after doing something for money that who knows how I feels about it, whether regrets or not. It shouldn't impact your career. You don't get to be racist though. No, man. the racism and the homophobia. I don't care how a, my anxiety so has good. never made me racist. All right, Hal, <laughs> clean it up. 
I just right. wanted to make sure people know that mental illness doesn't make I was trying to racist. check with myself as to whether or not my anxieties have made me racist or homophobic. And I'm like, I don't believe so in a public forum. not. Uh, definitely not in a public forum. And I feel like if I'd done it in a private forum, someone would have kicked my ass because I surround myself with good <laughs> people. So let's say it hasn't. And therefore, he does not get a pass. Like, no. You know what? You know who does have a pass? No. You, Lindsay. No. You have a pass to watch G1. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing I like talking about. Um, Yay! You want to update on that, on that on this before we get to our main event? Shut up. Um, I know the I know the results. Do you know the results? Have you watched all of, of it? Have you finished it? Yes. Well, yeah. I watched up till um, I saw most of A Block's uh, Friday uh, event that just occurred in the early hours of yeah. this morning for Oz here in LA. So I'm up to date. Obviously, tomorrow or later today, tomorrow. It's all very confusing because J- Japan is in the future. Um, we have the B Block final. So the A we have a winner of A Block. So if you are you if you aren't caught up. And you don't want to know earmuffs now, please, and, and skip ahead. Um, but we have a winner of A Block. And oh my God, it's my Elven Prince. It is Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Kota Ibushi won A Block. And I'm so happy. So he goes through to the final. And I'm so happy. He's looking happy. better about after the sacrifices he made. Oh, I know. His teethies. He lost his little teethies. But he's okay. Stop. He's okay. And he won. And it made me very happy. Um, a Block was... I, I'll be honest, like, this has not been my favorite G1 of all time. I haven't been, like, obsessed with it. And, like, I've watched it all, but I've had it on while I've been doing other stuff. And usually what will happen when I do that with New Japan, I find myself just drifting away from the other stuff and concentrating on New Japan because it's bonkers good. But with this, I've just kind of been like, oh, there's another match. I missed the end of that match. I have to go back and check it. So I haven't been as super invested. But A Block um, finished really strong. Um, obviously, we love that Ibutan won. We love Royal We. I love that Kota Ibushi won. Uh, that makes me so happy. But it also set up some really cool stuff uh, going on with New Japan. And if you're interested in getting into New Japan, now is actually a great time. Because I feel like this yes. is not a great time for WWE. Because everything's kind of in a holding pattern until the Rumble so we can start the road to WrestleMania. Uh, New Japan operates on the exact opposite calendar. We are now on the road to Wrestle Kingdom, which is at the beginning of January. Uh, so that would fill in your time beautifully if you're looking for something that's going to be super fun between now and January. Uh, we've got a feud uh, building between Will Ospreay and uh, Okada, <laughs> which is going to be... I mean, they had a great match. There were shenanigans. I won't spoil it. Uh, but there's a feud building there. We have some Bullet Club infighting going on, which is always good times. We're getting the evil Sonata that everyone's been wanting. Shenanigans. Uh, we're getting we're getting Kenta doing some good times. And I really strongly feel like we're going to be getting a Jay White uh, face turn, which will be interesting because yeah. he's such a heel. He's such a beardy sneaky heel um and it's just it's all very exciting it's all very fun i don't know who's gonna win b block i could give you all the maths the convoluted maths math if you will uh i mean it's pretty much looking it's gonna be naito or evil i'm not mad if it's naito versus kota but naito's already the champ so kota has to knock off the champ to get a chance to knock off the champ again but then new japan loves that because they love return matches they love a series of matches who can forget the okada kenny series uh so very down with that 
the main thing I'm taking away from this is if my sweet, sweet boy does not win Wrestle Kingdom on, I want to say January 4th. It's always January 4th, right? If my sweet, sweet boy does not win on January 4th, 2021 is cancelled before it's even started. And it's going in with a real low bar. 2021 is starting with a real fucking low bar, people. Step right over All it. I need, all I need is Ibutan as champion. Uh, and we're one step closer to getting that. So go check out those uh, A block matches from today, tomorrow, yesterday, whatever. Check out the last round of A and B and check out the final this weekend. It's going to be awesome. If you're yelling at your phone right now about all the stuff we're talking about, don't do that. Save your breath. Just go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Discord. Links to those are in our show notes. When we come back, it's time to talk about the year in Wednesday night wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to Whoa! It's been a year since AEW and NXT went live on Wednesday nights, giving us more wrestling than any of us know what to do with. I mean, two companies going head-to-head. <laughs> Seems like old fucking times danielle this is manufactured competition yeah it's fucking pointless Uh they are the two best american nationally broadcast wrestling shows Mm -hmm. and it's it's rarely close they gain nothing from going against one another no no they both lose because they are so, to me, they are so different from one another. To me, I see, I see AEW as Mid-South, 1980s Mid-South, disguising as this is the next wave of wrestling. Yep. And then I see NXT as the next wave of wrestling disguised as Mid-South. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, I get it. So they gain nothing. I feel like they have even have different audiences or people who can enjoy both. Why? I think it, 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 I, I don't, this sticking to both of them being on Wednesday night does nothing but make it harder for both of them. It's mm-hmm. very, I'm sorry. Like it's the, either one of their networks would jump for fucking joy. If one of them was like, can we fucking just move this thing to fucking Thursday? What winds up happening is like, I just wind up watching neither on Wednesdays and then going back and catching up with either of them at either time because there's no point. And like with AEW specifically, 
because I fucking who has I don't have fucking cable um it becomes um kind of like a a hassle to like find it in ways that are legal to watch it this fake ratings war like I'm Cody I I'm sorry that Vince didn't make you his very big special boy and I'm sorry that he and your dad had some stuff and I know that it still bugs you but you gotta fucking let it go this is truly like what is it? Uh, uh, one that plats uh, vengeance must first dig two graves. Like, just do your thing and make your company fucking awesome and stop fucking making it about what WWE is or is not doing. Stop letting these uh, dudes who come into there from WWE let any bit of their character be informed by that other company fucked me over and let them do something new and cool with the original Monday Night War which is what they're trying to fucking do because everything old is new again. Right. The reason it worked with the original Monday Night War was like it was these two fucking billionaires and Ted Turner couldn't lose and he threw all the money at stuff. That was like Ted Turner grabbing top talent from WWE and then them forcing something else. To me, this feels like, you know, oh, if you're like Vince McMahon's leftovers, you come to AEW. And I don't think that about any of the talent. I think that all of the talent is awesome and that's why they were in WWE in the first place. I think that AEW sells it sometimes that way with the constant referencing to, will it the other place, will this other thing. The wrestlers on their own time, you want to do a podcast and like air all your fucking grievances, go for it. No one's stopping you from doing that. Keep it off of the fucking show because then it just makes it seem like, like, why are you so, you know, it, it becomes like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, if you have the better show, let your show and let your talent speak for itself. And if your talent on their socials, whatever they want to do, if they want to, if they want to talk about what happened, let them go do that. I don't, Need, like too much of what happens on AEW is preferenced on what has happened fucking elsewhere. And it's a thing we've talked about and it hasn't gotten too much better. Like I will say that they have gotten better at like, you don't necessarily have to be watching being the elite anymore. That's great. But also like so much of it, sometimes it depends on like, well, you have to know that these guys had a relationship because they were with this other company and because all this other stuff, you can do that a little at first. That shit's got to fucking go. I'm sorry. Like it's got to... Cody, I, just make your thing and make it good and stop. Vince is never going to come and give you a hug and say, you were right. You're, you should have been my top boy and I should have treated your dad better. It's never going to fucking happen, dude. Make your show the way that you want to make your show and stop doing this artificial words thing. It is hurting you. The death of WCW and the Monday Night Wars was, you know, initially big showy gimmicks and and attention grabs worked but ultimately the in-ring talent was so bad i mean there are a lot of mistakes there are the giant contracts there's too much control too much leeway in trying to be competitive and there's some of that and like well you can take other bookings if you're at AEW at a certain point you and i think that kind of backfired with their women's division because they didn't have a developed women's division when they launched. They have yet to really develop it. It's like one woman at a time gets a shot. It was Big Swole's turn last time. She lost again. So it's just Sheeta beating everybody in their division. I don't know who takes the belt off of her. At this point, frankly, I don't care anymore. But what would have saved WCW Back in back in the late nineties and, and two thousand two thousand one would have been concentrating on in ring, like 
we have great wrestling. Now, AEW has that. They've had a ton of very good matches. They have great workers. They have the best tag division of any of the shows in that it is developed and has a lot of different teams and you know who they are and you're interested in them. They have the gimmick stuff they have that could work, which is the ranking system. I feel like they don't rely on it enough. They talk about like maybe the top two people. Whereas if you go top five or top 10 more consistently, you're building an entire division. I think the problem they have with the ranking system though, is it's so limiting. It, it really dictate it then dictates all of your storylines so yeah. you can't have storylines because you only have your ranking system and everything has to play into the ranking system i think that really has been a problem for them and i think they know that and i think that's one of the biggest problems i have with AEW is buying into their booking um and i feel this all the time that i feel like they will big up a match that's happening this week and it'll be like this is mox and mox lance archer just for example which was a match i enjoyed i thought it was well done they're two good wrestlers but like mox lance archer mox lance archer again they're asking that you know their history in new japan because from an aew standpoint i'm like but i just saw lance archer lose the tnt championship match so why am i now seeing him get a, ch- a chance at the main title that seems crazy to me but okay right. just putting that aside let's watch it um, but at the same time, they're having the number one contender match for the championship. And they're just not making any bones about the fact that that will be against Mox. And this is something that has to happen, obviously, in all wrestling promotions. There's always got to be new number one contenders being prepared, being brought up. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't ever feel especially surprised by anything that happens in AEW. I think it is all telegraphed very far ahead there's something off with the booking with the writing to make me invest in each week as it happens but also look forward to what is forthcoming i just there's something off there that i cannot enjoy the week's match and believe that something will occur that matters because i know they're already doing the next thing i, uh, I agree and i, I agree just with can't that. deal with it yeah. I, it feels like we've had a year without a major turn one way or the other, like a real major surprising turn. Also, I I do disagree with you on the ranking system. I don't think that they've invested in it fully enough for us to know whether it's good or not. Yeah, and I, I think just think there it are so many because it doesn't work. There are so many, but we don't know because they haven't really tried. If you if you say somebody's number five, let's say somebody's perpetually number five, and they're part of their journey is they're trying to climb the 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 ranks so they'll take a match with anybody to try and do it or they're a heel that is trying to move up by cheating or two people who hate each other so much that like i don't care about the rankings anymore i just want to take you can build so much around it and they really haven't it's just it became this innovative thing that didn't innovate in any way shape or form i i knew more about who was who was number four in the Intercontinental Division by reading a 1987 PWI? <laughs> then I would yep. know from AEW who is invested in this ranking system that was supposed to like they're supposed to treat it like a sport. So treat also it like to a have a ranking sport. decision to that point exactly to treat it like a sport. Mm. That's exactly what I was about to say. To have a ranking, uh, to have rankings that make sense and the rankings that work 
everyone has to actually fucking wrestle. So it's like, how can the women's division have rankings when no one wrestles? So yeah. it's like, who is the who is number one in the rankings? I'm like, I don't know who had one match this week. I guess that person's number one because that's the only person <laughs> that worked. Like, how can you have rankings if everyone isn't working regularly and instead they keep hiring people and they keep signing people and then the same fucking people work every single week? And it's just like, I love you, Jungle Boy. I love you, Luchasaurus. I have Mm -hmm. no strong feelings about you either way, Marco Stunt. But why do you keep being in these big matches like I and losing? And then you just keep coming back and you keep losing and I don't get it. I'm just, I just, I'm so frustrated. It's my most used word with AEW and it's my most exhausting word with AEW. I am so frustrated with watching Cody play with his toys and just do what he wants to do with actual no clear strong plan other than he's Cody and like suck it Vince it's fresh yeah it's frustrating because like I really fucking want this to work I really want there to be another company out there I think competition's fucking dope and I think that when you have um two big companies or at least two you know one huge company and then one company that is like getting there and is like you know backed by fucking a lot of money like i want there to be competition i want people i want the workers to have options in different places that they can fucking go to get work i want um i don't want anyone to be complacent with how good Mm -hmm. the stuff that they're doing is i want options as far as things that i can watch on us tv um i know we joke with like oh there's too much wrestling it's fucking dope man it means (laughs) like some things you can watch and some things you don't have to instead of being like oh i have to watch this thing that i hate because i love wrestling so much and this is the only thing that is giving me my sweet sweet wrestle crap like I love having options I want AEW to work I still think it's got Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, so much fucking upside and I still have like a seed of hope in my heart and I watch it every week and some weeks I really enjoy it and some weeks I really don't um you know when this first started one of the major things I said and have said over and over and over again make mistakes just keep making new mistakes and in some ways they've done that and I've been like that didn't work but they tried something new cool and then in some ways they're still making the same mistakes they were making a year ago um this is a new promotion we'll see how we feel next year and in five years if it's still around but I really 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 want AEW to work and I want it to feel like it is you know, we understand that folks in AEW work other places and that's fucking dope. Let them make money in other, in other spots. But like, I need AEW to treat itself more like it, treat itself more like, you know, I don't want to say like WWE, but treat, at least treat the show more like the things that happen in the show. That is the universe that you're playing with. And those are your toys. And if you're going to bring in something from the outside, you have to actually bring it in and like sit people down and fucking explain it to them. Cause AEW is already filled with loyalists and people who would like fucking die for the hive for AEW. Like good Lord. There are people who are so fucking into it and that is great, but also like you have to grow. You can't just have your core people move it to another night, see if that fucking works. And, and, and maybe when you're no longer shackling yourself to this other thing, the whole point of you going off and doing your own thing was to cut the cords on all of this, then cut that last cord of we're on the same night and we'll prove that we're better than you and I'm gonna fucking break your chair. Like, 
Just <laughs> they love just, breaking chairs. That's their favorite thing. I, mean, I have a theory as to why I have know. my disconnect, and it yeah. it's a wrestling theory. So I'm I'm pleased with it. I but, love it. Um, right? I, I was gonna make a Harry Potter analogy, um, and then I remembered she's a turf, so I won't. But it was a good one. I promise. But it's like Harry only defeated Voldemort with love in the end and not hate. Um, and Cody is is Harry because uh, he's like, I hate you so much. And it's like, no, you can't keep going forward with hate. And I, it also works on the separate analogy, which is when you listen to anyone talking about a good promo and why a good promo works. And I'm using Paul Heyman as an example because he has talked about this and he is the best at what he does. He, As he has stated, when he is cutting a promo before one of his wrestler's matches. He does not talk down the opponent. You cannot no. bring Brock Lesnar into a match with Daniel Bryan and say, Daniel Bryan is small and weedy and tragic and injured and he's not going to be able to beat Brock Lesnar. You have to go in and say, Daniel Bryan is one of the greatest technical wrestlers. He is fantastic. He is passionate. He believes in what he does so strongly. This will be the greatest test Brock has ever faced because he doesn't even know how to deal with someone this great. AEW knows that, but they treat WWE every week like WWE fucking sucks and we're so much fucking better and like they're so rubbish and we all came over here because we hate them so much and they don't even get how great we are. We're so brilliant and they suck so hard. And what I actually need to see them do to become great is them to say, yeah, like they're great over there. NXT is amazing and Raw is great and it's filled with fantastic competitors and they don't have to say Vince is good, but they need to stop shitting on it because it just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth every week. If you want me to believe and you want me to watch you because you're the better thing, I need you to prove that you're the better thing with your actions, not by just telling me the other thing sucks and then bringing out dudes from the 80s and 90s and be like, we had a dog collar match, but there was a fella here who was in a dog collar match 30 years ago. Isn't that wild? I've watched wrestling. It's like, no, I get it. I get that you've watched wrestling. I too have watched wrestling. <laughs> we have all watched wrestling. We're all watching some more of it right now. Maybe we could move into the future where everyone is good at what they do and we're all fighting to be the best at what we do instead of shitting on our competition. Because that doesn't help either of you. And I feel like they do that when they're when they're doing their own private thing. When people talk about them, I feel like they're way more like, yeah, no, those guys are great. Like we love the people over there. We have friends over there, but our thing is good too. And it's like, okay, I think that they think that the re- that they think that people want to see like them talk the shit, and they think that people and want I, to see. I that don't. Stuff. I deeply don't. I and that's what they want because yeah, and all of the wrestlers, wherever they may be, you know, I'm like, I don't yeah. care where they are. I love the workers. I want everyone to work. I want everyone to be successful. I want everyone to be safe. And I want everyone to get paid. So I don't need to see you shit on the other thing. I just don't. When you do your own thing, like a stadium stampede match, stadium stampede match, super fun bit long what are you gonna do uh welcome to wrestling there's a super original awesome so much fun so memorable so original didn't come from anywhere else but you guys more of that please more of that please don't i don't need miro coming out as a bitter old cook like no, like I want you to come in and be like, I'm fucking great. It was great, but now I'm the fucking greatest. And it's like, I'm the best man. They didn't get me. Brass rings, ceilings. Shut up. Shut up. Um, just be brilliant. Just be awesome. I don't need it. I don't need the bitterness anymore. And yeah. if you're going to keep hiring people who were released, 
like that's fine because you've picked up some awesome talent and you're giving them an opportunity to be brilliant but don't have them frame their brilliance in what went wrong you can't be great by blame you can't base greatness on blame That's so good. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about that are positive. Yes. Nice advice. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. Hi, I'm Lori Kilmartin. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Who are you, Lori Gilmartin? Oh, my God. So much pressure. Uh, I'm a stand-up. I've been doing stand-up since 1987. Uh, I'm a writer for Conan. I've written a couple books, have a couple CDs out, have a special out. Who are you, Jackie? Well, I, too, am a stand-up comic since 1984. And uh, I do the road like a maniac and uh, don't have a cool writing job, but I have four albums out, working on a new album. We talk about stand-up. We talk about uh, all the different parts of stand-up comedy. So that's the Jackie and Lori Show, and you should subscribe on Maximum Fun if you want to hear that. <laughs> and I would encourage you not to. <laughs> Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Welcome back to Tights of Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, you're up first. Um, We already talked about it. I should have thrown it in there, but then I didn't. So fuck it. I'm doing it now. Um, I really just want to put over the reaction that the New Day had to being split up. Um, like their reaction to to Xavier and their reaction to the split and everything. Those guys are just they're just really fucking good, man. They're just really good at what they do. And when I see like you know, I I I obviously I love friendship. I think we all know that. Uh, but also like I love when people are doing great acting in the ring. Monday Night Raw selects the new. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Kofi Kingston and whoa, whoa, whoa. Xavier Woods. Wait a minute, that, 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 that means the SmackDown Tag Team titles go to Monday night? This night just keeps getting more unfair. What? You didn't say E's name. Say E's name. Say E's name. And the second pick, SmackDown selects Biggie. Gave me like a little like, <gasps> like little I, I i got i got the uh the ancestors black lip quiver happening that all actors get was like uh, 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 i'll never i'll never do it as good as carrie washington but like i you know i got like that lip quiver uh i got that single lupita tear like it was i was feeling a lot of emotions and it was great um and this is just going to be like a real quick one um I want to put over everyone who at the wrestling matches that happened last weekend did wear masks and take care of themselves. A lot of people didn't and they're getting the COVID. Um, and, and, and please, please, for, for the people that did isolate and did take care of yourselves, thank you. For those of you who didn't, go do that now and then tell me and then I will privately make you part of my heart's three count if you take care of yourself and the people around you please 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 um but uh most of the shows were fine like, i think there was like one show um out of the all of the shows that happened last weekend and there were a few 
um, I want to say there's probably like five or six shows that happened last weekend where there were some 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 COVID spread because people weren't being careful and don't guys we're coming it's it's so dangerous I bought an N95 mask for this winter I'm not fucking around stop fucking around so, I understand uh, there was some vomiting at one of the shows which sounds terribly exciting I don't uh, even so understand I get it. wrestling's back wrestling's back he's got up <laughs> that's what I know that's what I know Lindsay. Uh, I would like to put over um, Hmm. two things, but they're both little things. Um, One friend of the pod, my imaginary boyfriend, RJ City, who has been doing stellar work on WWE's streaming channels, which I just never really thought I would say. Um, Called the breakup of the new day. Yes, called the breakup of the new day. And I've been watching him um, on my phone. Uh, like a uh, not millennial because I'm old, but like an almost millennial, I will be watching him live stream on my phone on the bump while I watch Raw, uh, and it's confusing but it, soothing also. Um, there was a great bit about aloe vera. I mean, I I just recommend that you treat yourself to that. If you're going to put yourself through a Raw or a SmackDown, like make sure you've got some RJ on the side, right? Like that's that's a nice side. You know, you get mm-hmm. your main meal mm-hmm. that you got to get through. You got to eat it. Mom says you can't leave the table till it's all gone. But make sure you have a little RJ on the side. I recommend that. Um, and the other thing I want to put over is just our listeners, um, which I've mm-hmm. done before. It won't, it's not the first time, won't be the last. But it's been, a, I've had a, a week, I've had a week, my friends, um, and I don't know why, I guess the nation just felt it in the airwaves somehow, uh, but I have had like a bunch of really lovely messages from people this week saying how much they love the show and appreciate the show, um, and especially want to shout out uh, Shelby on Instagram who messaged me um, to thank us for uh, speaking so honestly. <laughs> this is really just me patting myself on the back, so thanks, Shelby. Um, <laughs> the, us for speaking so honestly about the issues in the women's division in AEW. Um, and we went on to have a lovely chat about how hard it is to criticize something, which is our job. But when you want to just be boosting it up and you, a lot of people hear criticism and think it means you don't like a thing, but it's actually, if you critique it, it's because you love it and you want it to be a better thing. Um, right. And There's a lot of wrestling right now that we don't talk about right? because exactly. Our, our listeners get it. And it is so lovely to know that our listeners are so engaged and smart and thoughtful and uh, they can process stuff. Because like, there's loads of people out in WrestleLand who don't process stuff. They hear a thing, they react to a thing, and that thing is straight in your DMs. Uh, so I just really want to say thanks to the nation for being awesome. Thanks to you guys. We appreciate it. It's been just the nicest messages, and we do appreciate them. Awesome. I want to put over a blast from the past. Ooh. A little 1986 film directed by Hal Needham called Body Slam. If you're not familiar, let me walk you through the cast. I'm just going to tell you the cast, and then you go watch the movie. Starring Dirk Benedict, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Sam Fatu, Kelly Martin, Captain Lou Albano, Tanya Roberts, Afa and Sika, uh, John Astin and Billy Barty. And some <laughs> Rick Flair makes an appearance in it, so does classy Freddie Blassie. Bruno San Martino is in there, Alexis Smirnoff. Just check it out. You can find it out there. It is a fascinating look at a time when Hal Needham was still making movies and when people thought wrestling was maybe real, when people bought into the kayfabe. I just I wanted to promote that blast from the past for you, and now I've done it. Folks, 
That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can see tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day of release, in a table read of Heat Vision and Jack with Jack Black, Taika Waititi, Sujata Day, Tony Trucks, uh, one of the cast members of Hamilton, whose name I will slaughter, so I'll just say Oak from Hamilton, uh, and followed by Q&A moderated by Kevin Smith. And all the proceeds benefit uh, World Central Kitchen. You can get tickets at bit.ly forward slash heatviz, V-I-Z. You can also just go to my Twitter account at Hal Lublin. It is the pinned tweet. Uh, I also have a live uh, Welcome to Night Vale show coming up in a couple weeks and a live Thrilling Adventure Hour coming up in a couple weeks. I will give you more information on that later, but keep your eyeballs peeled. Danielle, what's going on? Oh gosh, I mean, yeah, just same old, same old, y'all. Honest trailers, check those out. I still write those. Um, Find me for things that I'm doing. Oh, I guess like, so I filmed a bunch of episodes for El El Rey uh, Television um, for, they were just doing a bunch of like nerd stuff. So I filmed a bunch of episodes and I guess those are starting to come out. So look for those on your cable box. I did some top five. I did, um, yeah, I, I did, I did a bunch of them. So I'll be on your TV on El Rey at some point. Um, and some of them I'm on anti-anxiety meds and some of them I'm not. You get to choose, uh, uh, you get to watch them and decide if you got me on the episodes where I'm taking the anti-anxiety medication or not. Cause those were all filmed right before the eye of the crazy storm, boom. Which is fine, I'm still fine, I'm still me, I'm adorable. It's just like, you know, maybe I'm a little too excited about snacks. Um, <laughs> no such thing, so, no such no, thing. So, no such thing. And then I know we're gonna put him over later, but I do wanna just like really quickly, um, Open Mike Eagle has a new album out called Anime Trauma Divorce. Uh, go check that out because he is really brilliant. And the New York Times did a great, 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 um, New York Times Art did a great interview with him where he talks a little bit about the album. We love Mike, Mike is amazing. I have listened to the album. Um, it's so fucking good. So go support him. Anime trauma divorce. Lindsay. I was gonna do the mic thing too. It's open on my phone. Look, you can see <laughs> it with your eyes. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to get the title wrong. Because I would have been like, it's about divorce and anime. Uh, because I am a white lady. Uh, but it's called anime trauma divorce, as Danielle said. It's very good. Um, but yeah. Everyone's got good stuff going on. So watch Daniel's show and watch Hal's live stream and listen to Mike's album and read my books. And that's like all of the things. We've made all the things between us. There's a pilot audio, there's a TV, there's a music and there's books. Um, So you can have all those things. We Want a Break is one of my books uh, and it is currently only 99 cents to download uh, in the US of A. So if you want a super cheap uh, read, you could do that. It's called We Want a Break. It's, this, it's a funny title because it's like the thing they said on the show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like check out the things we make because all the things we make are designed to make you happy. That's our thing that we do. Uh, we right. love that. We love you and we love things that make you happy. I'm not sure Mike's uh, thing's designed to make you happy, but it will make you happy because it's good. It will make you feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of things that make you happy, our producer Julian Burrell is very happy because he has respect for the only four-time finals MVP oh, who called Trump you, a bum, Julian. reminded you to vote, and brought right. the Larry O'Brien trophy back to LA to create a super spreader event of fucking dumbasses down. Oh my god. <laughs> that was gonna happen no matter what what's city won, let's be real. <laughs> Do you know what? How? How? You're off the hook for the shit eating. Yeah, You're off the hook for poop. the poop shit eating. That dude only poop. affected himself. He didn't infect yeah, my entire you know, fucking have. city. 
I swear, I swear they should change their name to the LA Droplets for next season. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagles, the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Buy our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling. positive points and I, I you did no no it was great it was so good it was like <laughs> that's the end of the segment if i push any further on we're putting hat we're putting we're stacking hats i love i love belts and suspenders don't tell me what to do with my pants <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to see the trunks of props you bring with you up on stage to do comedy i've got belts <laughs> and suspenders <laughs> <Wait. Hey. laughs> that's gonna be great maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned Audience supported.